welcome back to another episode of the Miles Room with me, Miles. And Sam by New for me. Oh, is this a different language it again? It is a different language. Oh, awesome. Okay. Uh, I've got absolutely no, no idea. You haven't, I bet you haven't. <laughs> uh, say it again. Sam by New. See, I, I thought you were starting by just saying your name. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Uh, Sam. <laughs> is that is that a European language? If I said to you, think of an obscure country, okay. what would your first thought be? Just immediately off the bat, think of an obscure country, go. Um, uh, St. Lucia. Ah, I see. And they're not, that's not obscure. No. You see, uh, you're thinking about it too much. You just, yeah. if I to you, name a country, go. Panama? Uh, or Mongolia. Ah, oh, Mongolia, okay. Is that? Yeah, Mongolian. Interesting. I, I was... listened to a lady on Google read it to me. She was Mongolian. Yeah. <laughs> I say I went to university with a guy who was Mongolian. I never heard him speak the language, but I can't imagine. Well, I don't. I didn't want to try and put on an accent and get us axed. Yeah. Okay. That's fair <laughs> enough. Some rampant racism. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 if you tried it, it would sound yeah, like exactly, that anyway. Yeah. Um. Thanks for joining for another episode, everyone. Today we're going to talk. Probably turned off now. Yeah, they have. They, they've, <laughs> they've had a minute of us trying to explain the language that you've introduced. <laughs> have you got any other Mongolian actually? No. Nice. You sure? Yes. That was your. That was all. Very that, much, that was very it. much. No. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to do opportunities or cars that we missed out on, and then Sam is desperate to do some of the cars that I've um, bought that possibly, I don't know whether I should have bought them or not, but... Oh, I'm the, hijacking the heck out of this podcast. Yes, I know you are. So we'll start off, uh, a car, or we'll do one car each, we can well, come you back to, to... You wanted to have a whinge first, didn't you? I do, thanks for reminding mm-hmm. me. Toyota. We were, I was very nice about them when we did the electric van test because I thought they'd really nailed an electric van. And now I'm really, really unhappy with Toyota. Any reason, any reason you can think of, Sam? No, I haven't spoken to you since we did the last no. podcast. They released the GR, uh, the GR Corona. Oh, yeah, you put this in the group. And they have decided to not release it in Europe and the UK. Well, I'm, I'm not, by the way, specifying Europe, but Europe and particularly, I mean, the UK. And the reason I want to bring out the UK is... We buy hatchbacks. We particularly buy hot hatchbacks. If there's anywhere in the world that can say, oh, well, what's a market for hot hatches? It's the UK. How Toyota... This, the, the equivalent of this is a Colombian flying to Italy, having a look around and saying, oh, I couldn't sell my coffee beans here. No, no, <laughs> there's not a single person around here having that they would hate it and getting straight back on that flight and going somewhere else and going, oh, well... well they don't drink coffee over there. No. I have never they don't have coffee companies. Never heard of a coffee uh, type or anything. I believe like that. Lavazza. Are they Italian? It sounds Italian, Italy? doesn't it? They're definitely Italian, I think. Yeah. So that's two off the bat. Um, there's. So they wouldn't need coffee beans. I'm just thinking of like an espresso, yeah, a, a cappuccino, a latte. These definitely are not things that the Italians have ever heard of. No, no. A lot like we've never heard of a Golf GTI. No, uh, a uh, high-end i30. Yeah, a I Honda 20, Civic. i20 now as well. i20, and they're going to do an i10. What, N? Yeah. Oh, interesting. And it's going to be, I think, £16,000. Just as a side note. Okay. We'll come back onto that in a second. But it's like you know, the country that buys all the hot hatches, shall we take the Corolla? And the Corolla, it looks brilliant. I can't say I've seen it. Oh, I saw the launch stuff for it, and it really looks a bit sort of rally-inspired. The car that you kind of think a Subaru should be if you think Subarus could be a hatchback. Mm-hmm. But, and it's got a three-cylinder, a 300-horsepower engine in it because they've taken the Yaris engine. Well, that'd move you down the road. I mean, all-wheel drive, manual gearbox only, 
I cannot believe. I, seriously, Tyjo, if you are out there listening, and I'm sure all oh, of here the we top, go. another miles I'm play sure on the miles driven after the Nissan execs listen to us and yes. are probably well, desperately trying to bring the. I, I heard they're bringing back the R34 Skyline mm. just for you. I think that's coming back. Wouldn't uh, surprise me. Yeah. In its original form. Sold only here? Yes. Only in the UK, yeah. Only in right-hand drive. Well, also... In GTR. Do you know they've axed the GTR? For, for Again, for Europe. They're going to sell it, keep selling it in America for another couple of years, but we are going to lose the GTR because... Any guesses, reasons why? Uh, something to do with Putin. No, it's not. It's it's actually... Uh, it's not Russia this time. <laughs> it's uh, It's Europe. And particularly, we've caused too much of an issue for the GTR, but what's the issue we've caused? Emissions? Uh, it's not emissions. I know that's the one you're travelling too slowly. No. There's listeners out there that are sort of a bit perplexed. They either know or they don't know. Yeah, you're thinking, one well, of what could it be? Because the obvious one would be, oh, it's, it's emissions. But it's not emissions. I don't know. Yet. Noise. It's too noisy. It's failed. The no- it doesn't fit with the new noise tests. And so the options Nissan have are to put so many um, different silences onto the exhaust that it just wouldn't work. Because they've got no more space, I don't think, underneath. It's not that loud. It's not that loud. Not a sta- not if you walked into a Nissan dealer yeah. and said, can I have a drive of a GTR? Which, if you're out there and you've been thinking about buying one, go and do that because you're about, well, you've lost your chance to get one that's going to be made, but there's going to be a few left in dealers yeah. around the UK. So if you really, really want one, go out and buy one now. Because literally within a month, two months, that's it. They're all gone. Um but if you went into a dealer and said, oh, can I have a drive one? You wouldn't go in there and hear them start it and think, well, that's louder than a Lamborghini. Yeah, exactly. But it's because of the way they do the testing and everything else, Nissan yeah. decided that. So we're, we're losing it's it. The, the old fun police out again, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. And they've got to, this is the reason, the next GTR has to be some form of hybrid. Right. So that it can that pass. Nice. Yeah. Well, they might go full electric with it. But I'm going to bring it back to Toyota for a second. It's a 300 horsepower all-wheel drive hot hatchback, likely to be in the 30 to 35,000 pound mark. Exactly where things like the Golf GTI, Hyundai i30M, Honda Civic Type R has been edging on the top end of that budget. Yeah. But they've all been in that. So it's, I, I really, seriously, it's five doors, hatchback, 300 horsepower. Why is it not being sold in the one market in the world where you could turn around and say, yeah, I think we could sell a hot hatch there. Well, I'm sure they'll change their mind. Well, I, I say, after the Nissan execs have called them and said, have you heard what's been said on the miles driven? They'll yeah. listen and they'll so change what, when, their when mind. When you put an article on the, on the Facebook page as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. I got they'll quite... be crawling back. with their. Te- I imagine they'll probably give us both one for free. So I'll, t- I'll tell the listeners the reason behind this. Okay, the reason... Why the Toyota are going to change their mind? Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> the reason the decision's made is there's a there's an oddity to GR, which is the hot tuning bit of uh, Toyota. They only sell for for some reason. I don't actually know the, the sort of um, the marketing or the advertising behind it, but they only sell three GRs, GR vehicles. Sounds like you're talking about a mobile phone. I know. <laughs> um, they only sell three GRs in each te- like territory. So US, UK, Europe, Japan. Right. Japan actually have all of them, uh, so they break it for that one. So we have the GR Supra, because the Supra is considered a GR, right? right. Okay. We have the GR Yaris. Yeah. We are about to have the GR86. So we oh, are okay. already at three. The US market don't have the GR Yaris. So they are going to have... Well, can't they just get rid of the GR86? No, because I want to buy one of those. All right, let's get rid of the Supra then. 
Oh, do you, I don't want to get rid of the Supra. It doesn't look like the old Supra, does it? No, but it's still you a fantastic see a lot, car. You know, there's a lot of the Yaris is about, so they're actually selling those. They are, but I think they're probably selling the Supras, just only as many as, how, wait, what are they, £55,000? So how many £55,000 sports cars do you see on the road? Yeah, exactly. So get In fact, and bring something that we can afford and want to buy. Mm, I don't want to lose the Supra. Would you rather have a Supra or a Corolla? See, it's no, a, no, no, you, you do, do you know what? Really, really good question, because... I wouldn't buy, I, I with my own money, or, or if I was if my my partner was looking for a vehicle, we wouldn't go and buy a Supra, because it's too much money. Right, so bin that off then, then you're good. Whereas you have to pick three, pick three. You can have the Yaris, the GR86, the Supra, or the Corolla. Okay, well the GR86 is a definite because I actually want one. Uh, the Yaris, yeah, I can't give up on the Yaris. Right, so now we're back to the question I asked you thirty the seconds ago. Supra. Which one are you picking? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, I just... So bye-bye Supra? Yeah, I, but I don't want to punish Toyota for making the Supra because they're the only people left. Well, it's actually... their own stupid rules. They've got to do it. I know. Well, bye-bye Supra. Change your rules. We should Come name on. this podcast Bye-bye Supra. Yeah. I just, I, I really couldn't believe that they were not going... As I said, of all the things that you could say, oh, no, that won't do in the UK. Uh, you know, if they said, yeah. we're looking at building a 700-horsepower V12 Land Cruiser, I'd yeah. say... Mm, probably not going to work here. Pro- yeah, they're probably not going to sell too many of those in the UK. Whereas you're selling a vehicle that we buy and not bothering to bring it. I just, especially with the new Golf R, is clearly being a little bit of a disappointment. I'm not saying it's a bad car. I'm just saying that compared to the Mark 7 and 7.5, the new Golf R is sort of a little bit, yeah, it's good. But probably if there was a competitor, you could sweep up some of that market. Especially yeah. if someone said, I really want a manual gearbox. Well, buy a GR Corolla. Well, you can't. You've got to... I know what will happen. There will be a lot of very, very excited vehicle importers right now who are going to be buying the Japanese ones and bringing yeah, them bring in, them as, in yeah. as long as the, um, the the currency rate works out. I just can't believe that Toyota would make this decision. And after praising them for having a really good electric van product, I have to say, this is a really poor show. I just don't know who's done that, that sort of uh, audience spec and gone, yeah, we've looked at the market and, oh, you know, we've looked at the Brits, we've looked at the Germans, we've looked across Europe and Sweden. Oh, do you want to buy an all-wheel drive hot hatch people in the, people in the Nordic countries? Would you like to buy that? <laughs> no, no, we have no need for all-wheel drive <laughs> and fast here. Just So a miles-driven score for Toyota. For Toyota the company? Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't get so much. A Sam score <laughs> For the, for the uh, they were a nine yeah. after the they so the, the Toyota actually they were at a nine point two five yeah after the van they have gone down to a six a six no 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 damning no, no, no. damning for the margin but anyway moving on six, to our next six and a half because I I really want them to just the, the GR eighty six they're selling it in the US they we still don't have them here in the UK that doesn't make any sense to me. You sound like you sound like you know when you were at school and someone was having a wind. Saying, "Oh, it's not fair because this person's got this and I want it." I know. That's how yeah. you sound. Like. And just you, you see a lot of people in the US, US journalists, um, just regular people who've gone to the Toyota dealership. I know they've got an issue over there with people who are dealers. Don't, sorry, you don't need to carry on. Why with people? <laughs> no, they've got an issue with dealers marking them up. So we're saying, oh, okay. oh the, the car is. I think they're selling it for thirty thousand dollars, but we want forty thousand dollars. So we can put ten thousand in our back pocket because they have an issue with people. I mean, in the America, that, in the that's, Americas. A, that's a 
that's a big issue that is. I, well, I, before we alienate uh, quite a large portion of our audience, yeah. yes. <laughs> Should we move on to uh, well, rubbish that you've bought? Yeah, which was, is what is Were we doing be something about? before the before we talked about Toyota? You didn't say we were going to. You, no. wanted, uh, you wanted to have a little whinge about petrol prices. Petrol prices are still way too uh, only because in the UK. Well, no, we don't know because obviously this would be. Uh, this two will weeks, come out. Uh, no, then we we're, we're very close actually to the release. I think it's about ten days from okay. this point. So who knows? Could be two pounds. Could be a pound. Well, what's insane is that the government said they were going to reduce the tax. And then what did I say to you? And you said, I think, did you say it on the podcast? I'm not sure. If I did, then we'll be harking back to something yeah. I said. If, well, you said week it so. hasn't seemed to have reflected. Yeah. And, and I then it won't. I was actually writing up a headline of the the prices haven't changed. No. And then saw that I wasn't the only person writing that, that everyone's covering the fact that most places haven't seen a reflection in the price. Added to that, oil prices have been admittedly steadily coming but down. they are dropping. I've seen that on the news in the morning. So, so welcome to the new episode of The Miles Driven with Miles Goodson and Mystic Meg. Yes. Which is how <laughs> yeah. I should be referred to from now on. I just, as I say, is I'm... That the, so when I look, when I see, obviously I, I get up early enough that the BBC, before they start their breakfast programme, if you like, I get I t- catch the tail end of like the overnight thing. Yeah. And they do like a, a quick show of some of the stocks. Yeah. And okay. they have crude oil on there. Yes. That's, that's been what going you say. down considerably over the yeah. last week. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. It's the barrel price of an oil, especially because markets for commodities are generally, especially especially a commodity, because it can be traded on all of the exchanges. Yeah. So as, for example, the European exchanges close, the US is still open because of time difference. Mm-hmm. As the US is closed, you've got Australia and Japan, uh, the, the Nikkei, I think it's called. I think I think it's pronounced that way. I know how it's spelt, but I'm not how it's different people seem to pronounce it different ways. Uh, their market opens. Right, and then the okay. Chinese market opens, and then as you sort of sweep across, so there is always an international market open. Yeah, I think it's and either in China or Japan that I get the stock for. Yeah, well, you'll be seeing it's that at six o'clock six, in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but people across the world can, of course, trade the commodities of that exchange. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you kind of know what's coming throughout the day. So if oil has been going down overnight, it's genuinely, generally because it's going to be going. We know in. The UK, the German markets, the French markets, it's also going to be coming down. Yeah. And in the American market, it's also. So, what we're saying is, along with Nissan, Toyota, everybody else that Miles has sent a plea out to, we're speaking directly to the UK government now and the, the corporations saying, stop taking our money and making profit <laughs> on our fuel that you don't need to make. When they're announcing bumper profits and yeah, we're that's, still that's... paying £1.50, 60 ish. I mean, it was one fifty six down the road. But we've here. just passed, yeah. But the nearest one to me is 162, and they're both the Tesco's. I think so. that's what people find particularly egregious, is that if you are announcing large profits... Yeah, and you're still... And, and, people, and then also at the same time, that's next to a news story that says prices of everything are at record highs. Yeah. This is why I think, and I know we're, we're slightly off topic, but don't worry, we'll come back to it in a second, It's that when we talk about energy prices, electricity and gas, yeah. at the minute, people know their energy bill is going up, People aren't having too much of a go at the energy companies because it's it's widely known yes. that energy companies are going, many energy, smaller companies are going bust. Well, some of them are. Some of them are being propped up by the government and taxpayers, like the ones that, by the way, you're all paying for Sam's energy bill along with me. Well, I'm also, I am paying for it. I'm not just sponging yeah. off you, but my company is requiring a lot of help from you taxpayers. Yeah, for some reason, they go, I can only imagine that one of Boris's friends own. Well, that's it. fine. Long may it continue. Yeah. 
Uh, it's bold, by the way, in case any of you are wondering that he's yeah. with. Don't start trying to. If I've got a lot, I've got quite a bit of money in reserve. Yes, yeah. so. but the point being that we we don't expect. Yeah, we're not having a go at those energy companies yeah, because when not companies sit, not are going, sitting there paying out massive dividends to all no, the shareholders, and when your other companies are going bust, and they're saying we're actually really struggling with the wholesale price, and you can see that the wholesale price has gone up a lot, it's be way beyond what they thought it was. You can kind of go, well, it's not like they're also paying a huge dividend to their investors and mm-hmm. saying our profits are wildly up. They're saying we we need help to stay in business, and yeah. those are the bigger companies. That's when you say, fair, okay, I can kind of. I can kind yeah, of go it's along annoying, with you. but you, you know, it's the state of the world. But when, when the oil giants are saying, Shell. yeah, and they're the ones that they always get a lot of attention because they're the ones that sell on the forecourt under their name. Yeah. But there's a lot of other companies. Yeah, but well, they're also the ones that charge the most money for their fuel. Uh, Typically, BP are the most, probably one of the most extensive petrol stations in the country. Yeah, I'm just trying Usually. to think who would be in total. Yeah, total is quite expensive. Shell, Shell's Exxon. not cheap. I, I don't know who supplies for the supermarkets. I'm just trying to think in my head. I think, um, oh, there's one of the big companies, but I can't think. But, I mean, with the supermarkets, the problem being that the Tesco's here is 156. The Tesco's near me, which is all of 13 miles away, yeah, is 6p more. Yeah. Why? So there's no... there's no. Where, where's, the, where's the reasoning for that? They always... Yours has always been a little bit cheaper. It's usually a penny. Yeah, there's usually it's a almost as if they've passed on the saving here. Yeah, but the and one over near me said, yeah. "Well, no, we like the money." As if there's a county tax. Yeah, because we you <laughs> cross, cross over different cross, towns, yeah, across counties. the border. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll move on to the actual <laughs> podcast meat and potatoes now. Yeah, which we'll was have the two veg. Yes, <laughs> time to get into. Well, you that. get the veg out of the way early, don't you? you, you I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, you I, want to I, eat the veg? I would probably eat the meat next and then go potatoes last. Would you? So I don't mind once I've eaten the veg. I don't mind what I then mix in with. It's just get that out of the way. Yeah. See, I kind of eat my dinner in stages. So if I've got if I've got the different things on the plate, I'll eat the things in different sections. So I would eat the veg, then I would go with the meat, then I would go with the potatoes. I won't be getting a bit of potato, a bit of meat, and a bit of veg on the fork. A reminder to everyone, this is a car podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's just how, talking about our car if we did it. <laughs> but that is how Sam eats his dinner. So we'll move on. <laughs> and I've seen him eat his dinner and yeah. that's exactly how. But it. But to be fair, true. yeah, no, I always get veg out of the way. Yeah, I always go with the veg first and then you can enjoy the stuff after. So we've we've had our conversation and about And trust news. me, you will enjoy this because I'm going to hijack the hell out of it. I know you are. With, you've bought this, you've bought this, this was rubbish, this was rubbish. The first one I want to cover off is... We will save lots of missed opportunities for another podcast, but I want to go on one particular car that I missed out on. Yeah, and I think we've—I've talked about it with you before. There's an article on the Miles Driven. Once I tell you what the car is, if you want to have a look at the review that I did, um, it's in the reviews section. It's not in the features section. Uh, Sam, do you know what car I'm going to say? Uh, it was a car I could have bought brand new. So many. Yeah, no, it's a car I could have bought brand new. Oh, I probably, no, I probably would have bought it in green. But unfortunately, you've got me doing a podcast though, and I am running on very low energy levels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was a Mark II Focus Ford Focus RS. Ah, uh, yes. So okay. I was working for a dealer group that had Ford within the group, and at the time there was a really good deal that I I don't actually know if it still stands. Knowing from what deals my partner gets within her uh, group that she works with, it, they they do a lot more leasing deals now than they do ownership, but. There was a deal I could have got, which was any I could once a year, for myself or for a direct family member, I could buy any vehicle within the group, with the notable exception of Aston Martin and Lotus, because they were oh, in the group. Boom. Yeah, 
I was gutted. I was thinking, oh, I was just about to spend £150,000 on the salary that I earn. Yeah, we all, we all know what you're like. Yeah. Um, but Ford were in the group, and the Mark II Focus RS had come out. It had been out for about a year, I mm-hmm. think, at this point. And I, I spoke to my manager, and I said, "Do we? Is there any? Is there any exceptions within, you know, certain cars that you can't get, for example?" And he said, "I'll check because I think the, no, it wasn't the Mustang. There was another, there was another manufacturer within the group who had something quite special at the time. It might have been Nissan and the GTR or something like that. Yeah. But there was one exemption for one car, and I said, "Is the Focus RS on that list?" And he said, "No, no. He said that's if you want to buy it, you'll get twenty five percent." No, sorry, 20% off the and retail. And you thought, well, that's not good enough. Yeah, but it was 20% off the retail price, and then it's just a regular deal from that, so if you want to finance it or whatever you want to do. And I sat there and ummed and ahed, and I thought, 20% off, I think Focus RSs when they were brand new, with the you could buy Lux packs for them, which gave you navigation, yeah. uh, upgraded navigation, um, upgraded stereo, I think I don't know whether heated seats was a standard thing, but maybe it was a heated seats bit as well. So like you had the Focus ST, ST1, ST, sorry, ST1, which no one bought, but you do yeah. see every now and again people advertise them wrongly. Yeah. ST, if you ever look at a Ford Focus of this generation, Mark II, you can tell if it's an ST1, it won't have Xenon headlights. ST2 and ST3 had Xenon headlights. So if it hasn't got Xenons and they say it's an ST2, they're lying or they just don't know. Yeah. Um, with the RS, you could just buy an RS and then Lux Pack One, or Lux Pack Two, or Lux Pack One and Two. Oh, okay. So I, I think anyway, it would have come out to about retail would have been about between twenty six and twenty seven thousand pounds, and I could get about five thousand off. Which well, mean, why, why would you bother? Oh, so I would be, be way too sensible a decision. Do, How do, much would it have been worth now? Do you know what's what's mad is that after ten years, say I've done a hundred thousand miles and it, it's ten thousand miles a year, mm-hmm. it would be worth just a bit more than what I would have bought it for. Oh, well, it's good you're being buy then. Yeah, you'd have you'd have money in the bank now, wouldn't you? What, what was funny was that, uh, in fact, with all how crazy car prices are at the minute, it's probably worth even more than I'm giving it. Um, well, while you're for. talking, I'm gonna. Have you can have a quick look. So have a look for a hundred thousand mile. I probably wouldn't have covered a hundred thousand miles because I went to live in. Australia and all this sort of stuff in the meantime. Yeah, well, so, you'd, have, you'd have lent it to me while you were there, wouldn't you? So, so it'd be up a tree by now. So I suppose there's a write-off. Look <laughs> yeah, how much yeah, they are. Yeah. If you put I'm crash looking, repaired, yeah, crash repaired. Specifically <laughs> looking for a mate, put it up a tree. Adverts. Um, but yeah, I could have bought one of those. It would have been about five grand off. And I remember a uh, nice young guy, probably it was very early twenties, and he came to the Mazda dealer because he was uh, part of the services. I think he was army. He could have been. Navy, I can't quite remember, but I remember having a really good chat with him, and he knew he would. Well, there's a lot of car dealers give the services, uh, so this is. I don't think police get this, but I think the, I think it is limited to army, uh, navy, RAF, get a discount for with certain manufacturer groups. With Ford, it was twenty percent. With Mazda at the time, it was twenty percent. I, please, if you're if you're listening to this, you're in the services and you want to find out about that do check with them what it is today, because I'm talking uh, 10 years ago, so I don't know. I would assume they would still hold Ford particularly. I think we're quite good with this, but he, he came in and he said, oh, I want to have a look at MPS. So we had the Mazda 3 MPS, which was quite a new car at the time. And I said, oh, yeah, okay, come and have a look. You know, and he, he just mentioned it to me. He said, look, I'm in the services just to double check. Would I get the discount? And I said, yeah, you know, I had a friend who was in the RAF and he was in the same sort of boat. Of, you know, I checked for him just in case he was interested because I was desperately trying to get him into another fun car. <laughs> yeah. And yes, you could have 
the, um, the services discount off the car. And we ended up just talking outside of the dealership, you know, as you sort of do, two people are interested in cars. And I sort of said to him, well, the MPS is good. It does stand out because in the UK particularly, we don't sell that many of them. So there's a real plus point there. And it's a good looking car. It's a very good looking car. But I was sort of like the Focus RS with the discount he would get. I, I, I just was like, why, you know, it was, I said to him, I wouldn't get in your shoes. And I said, because I'm actually genuinely at the moment looking and I'm not going to go for a three MPS. And I said, that could be because I'm spoiled. I work at this dealer. If I want to drive them as a three MPS during the day. Yeah, you can. There's one there. Whereas you're looking at it for someone who's going to have this as your private car, maybe it means a little bit more to you to have yeah. a Mazda 3 MPS. But I said to him, why don't you go and drive the Ford? Which I should, again, this is why I wasn't the best of salesmen, because what I should have said is Ford drives horribly, the MPS is what you want, and stuffed him into a finance deal. But I just yeah. I was too much of a car enthusiast. I was like, go down the road, that's our Ford dealer. So you know, it's in the same group, so... I'll, I can only advise, please buy it within our group because that's, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not hurting the, the the group in total if you buy it from somewhere else. By the way, your car would still have been worth between twenty one and twenty three thousand pounds. So basically, what I'd have bought it for. <laughs> yeah. That's with a hundred thousand miles. Yes. What one of them had one hundred and twenty seven on it. It's insane. So uh, we we had this back and forth, and he and he was really interested to know. And I said, look, I get the same discount you would get because I get a, di- a discount within the dealer group. So it's a different type of different yeah. reason but for the same amount i would get off and i said and i'll be honest with you i'd be at the ford dealer he never came back so i would assume he went and took out an rs and hopefully uh hopefully he's listening and he's thinking oh that's that salesman i talked to yeah i'm so glad he told me to do that because i'm gonna go and give him this car yeah, outside i've got a car that's cost me just maintenance and fuel yeah. and is worth exactly what i bought how many new cars can you think you can buy put a hundred thousand miles on and 10 years later sell yeah, for your money bad. back so there's number one. So that was... Cars you should have bought. Worst of all was I decided not to, and I can't remember the reason. Some, I think I spoke to an absolute idiot um, of a friend of mine. It wouldn't have been me. Yeah. About what? <laughs> I said, should I go and buy a new Focus RS? And you went, nah. I wouldn't have said no. No, you probably didn't. But I'm going to blame you. Yeah, you can I'm, try, but cause, it cause no one's going to believe that. Well, they might do, because at the time, you might have had your sensible head on for once. I have given you nothing but good advice on cars throughout our whole lives. Oh, hold on. Hold on. That's got to be a lie. There's got to be stuff that you told me not to buy that I should have bought. I don't think so. Really? And there's been plenty of things that I've said, don't buy that, mate, that you have bought. Uh, Is there anything you've told me to buy that I've walked away from? No. No? I wouldn't have thought so. We'll save that for the next podcast. The well, point... it'll probably come to us at some point. Oh, don't worry. If I get it, I'm writing it down and I'll be saving it. <laughs> but no, in the end, I decided not to. And the worst part was that about two years later, I had got a. I still was working within the same group, but I'd got a different role, which actually meant I got to manage a very small, specialised site, which just dealt with uh, essentially used prestige. So I used to sell things like Subarus, Porsche. I say I started off with Subarus, there. Yeah. but prestige. Yeah. But the reason being is because be, at the time there was a lot of STI, WRXs, that sort of stuff coming through, used into our dealer group. Along with uh, there was one or two Mitsubishi Evos, but then there was things more traditional things, Porsche uh, 911s that would go into Aston Martin. They either had too many miles to be retailed, or there wasn't enough space, or whatever it was. They would come to me, and I got to drive a lot of nice cars, but. 
uh, unfortunately they were there was always something wrong with them and it was always a calamity and that's where I got a lot of driving experience for stuff that is exciting so we'll come on to that another time but once a Focus RS Mark II in green came in and it was t- we were trying to sell it for £24,000 and I said to my general manager I said you could buy these brand new because they had then cut the yeah. you know, the last ones had been sold I was like, you can buy these brand new for 26. I don't think we'll sell it for 24. It was, and Miles, have you looked at the used prices? Yeah. No. Uh, because I've been having to set up all this stuff and deal with this. He said, oh, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't lose any money. So, yeah, we'll... we'll Miles you know to go outside and have some time to himself that afternoon. I went out. Just crying in the corner. Took it for my road test that I did with all cars that came into stock because... A, it was an excuse to drive the car, and B, I could see if there was anything that was... Yeah, you could lie and say, oh, well, I need to know when I'm selling it. I need to know how it drives. The, 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 uh, there'll be some stories on that come up <laughs> of stuff when I have things come in, and I would think, I need to check, after three days of sitting, that all of these cars now drive okay, yeah. and had a lot of fun. But um, I went and took that car for a drive, and I thought, why didn't I buy one of these? Why didn't I buy one of these? And I remember just driving down the road and speaking to myself, saying, why didn't I buy one of these? Well, see, because that would have been interesting and oh. something you'd have bought that you'd have been happy with. You wouldn't have been terrified driving home. Speaking of being terrified driving home, where would you like to start with one of your bad purchases? Yeah, okay, so we'll go to bad purchases. Um, I think we've covered the Astra before, haven't we? The the one Astra that I bought out of Wales when I was going to university. Yes, I think we've done that one. Yeah. So we'll yeah, The first that. Astra. So I bought an Astra. Oh, actually, well, okay. I bought an Audi S3. Yep. Which we both agree was a great car. Yeah. Cars it. I shouldn't have sold by Miles <laughs> Sold that car because I stupid. I got the. I was young. I got the insurance renewal through. It was. I bought it um, during my previous insurance year, so I just paid to top up the difference. Got the renewal through. It was a lot of money, a lot more money than I had. Yeah. And just, I, I think it was a partly through youth, partly through not thinking things through. I didn't think when I go to comparison sites, see how all these things. I just panicked and thought, I can't afford to own this car. I think I'd had a load of big bills come up as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did. Yeah. So I did the the really strong reaction that not only did I put the car up for sale and it <laughs> sold within a day or two days because I was asking sensible money for it. And it was a really nice example. Yeah, I'd have bought that. I, I know, don't you know why I didn't. I don't. Again, well, I don't know why we didn't cars go down that, that route. Sam missed out on my Audi S3. That he yeah, I don't bought. know why we didn't go down that route. I don't actually. I don't know why you didn't buy that car. Because no. you would, your car would. I'd have been in the either the Focus or the your first. I think you were Corsa. still in your first car, and I think the reason was because you heard how much the insurance was going to be for me. Yeah, and you were, and I didn't check on the comparison. Yeah, either. I think you're about six. When did you get your first car? I think Do you know what, what month think, it was? Mm, so I got my first car thinking in like a July or August. I think come December. So there's about four or five months yeah. in our no claims and all this yeah. renewals coming up um, across our driving history. Yeah. So I think because you heard how much my renewal was and I had a few years no claims at the time and you knew you've got, well, you'll, you'll be coming up to that same point, but at that point you had less. You decided to not put it either. Sold that car almost immediately. Decided what I wanted to do was not have payments for anything, not have anything that I cared about. This is a story that seems you had to... You had that Astra on the drive before you sold the S3. You had both cars at once, didn't you? No. You're thinking of when I sold the Astra and bought... Uh, I had a company car and I sold the Astra. There, no, was, there was an Astra on the driveway, the, it, but you were driving something else. 
I think that's when I bought the, the on Cooper R, and I hadn't sold the. Um, no, no. When the the first Astra you bought, I was on the drive because the, the reason, oh, maybe it was, but I couldn't have because I bought that little red Corsa, which is what I was going to say. Yes, yeah, My right. very strong reaction was yeah. I went to work the next day, having sold the car, so I walked to work, which took me an hour and however long to get there, <laughs> and I walked up to my manager. It's a miserable trudge. Yeah, it was. It was. It was one of those days. You know, when you have a lovely spring, you go the start of it, but then there's a few days left. Where winter thinks I'm not quite letting you get away yet. Yeah, and yeah, it just yeah. decided that morning to be the day of one degree <laughs> and a northerly swift breeze coming <laughs> to get me. So it was an hour long walk, and I just walked up to my manager and said, "What have we got in park exchange that I can buy and drive home today? I just I don't want to spend much money. What have you got?" And he just pointed me at like four cars, of which three of them were not broken, as in oh well, I could probably drive them, as in they didn't have MOTs, and they, if they had all their wheels actually attached, I'd have been shocked. <laughs> and then a Vauxhall Corsa that had was sun bleached to pink. It, it was really was. It was broken in some ways, but it was running, driving, taxed. It was back at the time when tax was transferable, mm-hmm. taxed and MOT for another six months. And they wanted. I think my manager said they paid three fifty for it. So if I give them four hundred quid because it covers off some fee they have to mark off. So I gave them four hundred quid and I had a car drive home in. Drove that for three months. That was an awful, awful car. So this car I had to drive along. Uh, and yes, we were going into summer. Yep. I had to drive along with the heater on every now and again because... On it, foot. Oh, it well. had to be on foot. On, yeah. So it was on extreme heat and number four on the dial. So you'd have hot air just blowing at you constantly. Yeah. So it's a drive with the windows open but the heating on. Yeah. Because the car was overheating. Yeah. <laughs> Which I felt like was a challenge. I felt like, you know, a jet fighter pilot. When they're just balancing the world on its edge at Mark two or you know, two and a half. Yeah, except you were doing fifteen. <laughs> I was probably doing forty miles an hour, <laughs> yeah. and having to go down the heater settings to cool my engine. Oh, sorry, to to let it go to cool it, and then as it got cool, I could then cool myself. Yeah, like, and it's sort of yeah. Because we got into summer fro. with this car. It was June, and in June, when you're on a, a drive over ten miles, and you have to put your heater on full blast. Yeah, try it. Well, if you, when it gets to summer this year, Loads just drive fun. along for ten minutes with your heater on full and the windows open, and you'll be sweating. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, we went a very long distance in that car to buy we did. We went down newer to, car down to near Kent. And to buy so my it, it was about four. Well, it, so in the drive back for you, it was about three hours. The drive there for me was about five. Yeah, and the drive back for me was about five. Yeah, because you said to me, "Oh, just go." Yeah, because at certain point, and I, was I like, said. Oh, okay. Yeah. You were, I don't want to leave you, mate. And then I was like, it's fine, mate. You can go. I said I said that whilst driving off. I know, yeah. I could see your car pick I up speed. I don't want... I, I feel really bad. Um, I can't, can't quite oh, hear I you. I have signal, yeah. <laughs> Tunnel. So after that, I decided... Uh, it, it did me three months as I decided what to do with life. And I bought a 2006, 2007, just black Astra SRI three door um it's what sport hatch yeah is it called sport hatch i think so yeah it's, it's from my mot that i got yesterday i think that's what it said okay on the thing, so. yeah so i bought one of those and immediately got offered a job at a dealer with a company car <laughs> yes so i bought this car drove it for two weeks and then left it sat outside i mean i say left it sat outside i, I used to go out on it every now and but again but you did you did some modifications to it didn't you on the driveway remember oh. it sat on the driveway 
I bought because when I bought it, I didn't know I was going to get this job. No, so you, you were going to do it up. You put an Amshaw grill on it from memory, uh, and I believe you also got some stuff from a Max Power magazine that you thought, oh, they're nice. I'll put those on the car. Yeah. What were they? They were not the eight ball. Yeah. No, that was on the course. Oh, the was it? Stuff. Yeah, oh, it was on the Astra. Oh, okay. There was eight ball. Um, air. This is a different story then. So it dust you, covers. Yeah, you, for the air. which you got from Max Power magazine. Didn't yeah. You? And they, they were really good, though, weren't they? They, were they, looked, they looked cool. They looked cool, but you couldn't. Once you put them on, there was no getting them off. As in, yeah. it was which impossible. is bad if you've got a slow puncture on one of the wheels. It's 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 uh, even if you haven't got a slow puncture, just generally, <laughs> yeah, it's not good either way. Yeah. But when you're driving around with thirty psi, thirty-two psi, thirty psi, what was it when you took it off? Twelve. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget when that car got to be picked up, and I it was a trader coming to pick it up because I had. Uh, voluntary terminated the uh, finance agreement so if you ever have a finance agreement once you get to a certain distance through it's usually halfway through as long as you've made all your your payments uh, you can just give the car back and uh, this is with a higher purchase agreement so if you're out there and you've got a car on payments it's higher purchase i think pcp personal contract plan has the same thing you can't do it with a lease if you've got a lease uh, that's a lease plan, not yeah. a, not an a lease like us. <laughs> yeah. If you've got They're a really lease... specific, but I just yeah. Yeah. The way they, they sell their um, cars. So if you've got a lease plan thing, you can't do that. But I had a, a higher purchase agreement, and it got halfway through, and the car was worth a lot less than uh, what I owed on it. So I just called the finance company, and I said, "I'm voluntarily terminating it." And they said, "Oh, this could affect your credit." And I said, it, it, I'm, "I sell cars for a living. A, I know it doesn't, and B." you have just offered me another finance agreement on a different car. So <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I think we'll be fine. And uh, they said, fine, they've got a trader to come and pick it up. And he, when he turned up, he could see three tyres that looked okay and one tyre that looked not okay. <laughs> yeah. And he said to me, uh, what's the deal with the tyre? I said, it's not, it's not like it's got a puncture. I think it's got a slow puncture, but I can't get any air in it. I explained it to him and he sort of, he was an old... Yeah, older guy yeah, yeah. who was clearly doing this spare time, whatever, you know, get him out of the house a couple of days a week. And he sort of chuckled and didn't say anything else. Yeah. And I was like, okay, as long as he's willing to drive it away, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. um, I put a subwoofer in that Astra. Yes, you did. And an expensive radio. Yep. You could tell I was young at the time and these were very exciting times for, for doing this sort of stuff. I mean, you probably still do that now, to be fair. I don't know if I'd put... I don't know if you put a sub in there, but you'd probably put a stereo. I'd definitely put a, an upgraded head unit on anything that age. Because now you've got yeah, because you've just been out in my car. <laughs> yeah, and you you just you having to listen to radio. Yeah, you can't know connections for anything. So I'd probably do a, a stereo, maybe the door speakers on certain cars. Some cars are really bad. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway, that was a bad purchase. A because I didn't need it, as it turned out. I, I didn't yeah. know, but I I didn't need. But this not car. one, not one of the, not one of the worst purchases you made. No, well, Probably I lost one of the better ones, to be fair. Lost quite a lot of money. Yeah, but in reality, <laughs> like when I sold it, I hadn't done really any miles in it, and I, yeah, I owed. You lost, you lost some money, but you didn't lose most of your money, which you have done with other cars. Um, which is the one where I lost the BMW. BMW was bad. Yeah, this is the. I had come back from Canada at the time. Which one are we talking about? The one the, that was the one that was leaking oil on. Your driveway. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I thought we were talking about the one that you had. No, no. Where you are now. We'll go on to that in a bit. Have I owned a good, I've owned one good BMW. Yeah, that was my years, years, years ago. It's, it's funny. The first BMW I bought was a really good one. 
But you stick with the company, though, don't you? Still like well, a because BMW. Because I, I know what a good BMW drives. Well, why don't you really buy nice one then? <laughs> because if, I think you just buy bad ones. I know because I think any car is good <laughs> when I turn up, especially if I'm. Because next... you look at numbers on an advert. Oh, that's not got many high numbers on it. Yeah. that'll be good. Yeah. Oh, that's the the mileage. Why is... are they selling such a BMW for such a small price? And then it's clocked, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not clocked. It's just rubbish. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so the second BM. Uh, oh, so we'll go with the first. We'll go with the the one that the we one drive by then. Uh, so the thing was, I'd come back from Canada, got a job because I was broke. Yeah, was walking to work. I, in the job that I'd got, I was sort of walking. I, I needed a car. Yeah. So I was sat at your house one day looking. Yeah, I've got the video of you being on the phone to yeah. the chat. And um, that was a. It was probably a bad purchase from start to finish. Yeah, As so in, well, your reasoning for the purchase was outlandish to say the least. Yeah, I won't go into that. There's certain things I can talk myself into. Yeah, but I think even I had gone off into the never never of dreamland. You had, and there there was no bringing you back. No, <laughs> there really wasn't. It wasn't. I think I tried to gently sort of coax you back to the real world, but you were floating along with your eyes closed. I thought if we buy it, put a three thirty uh, three liter straight six engine in it, right? Because that we could do on a driveway. Yeah, of course. Yeah, engine out. Yeah, we'll just well we learn. Yeah, of course. Why and not? The, the, you know, I'm sure we could lift an engine between us. Yeah, well, well, we wouldn't need to lift it with our hands. We could get a hoist. You could rent a hoist. Oh, well, I could. Yeah, yeah, because it was on my drive. Well, exactly. So it's either if you want it's it off, be- it's beneficial to me. I could have spoken to Jill. We could have said to her, "Look, <laughs> it will get off your drive, but I need you to rent an engine hoist." I think no, it was underneath that tree, wasn't it? You'd hoist up a rig on the tree. There we go. I tell you what, that tree was fairly strong as well. That, it was. Yeah. I mean, that could have probably held. But that was so. We went to. Derby to get that. I Dar- went to Derby. Went to Derby, which is uh, not one in of the your advert, favorite places. We should tell. We should say in the advert. It said in the advert that the exhaust was blowing. Yeah. The windscreen was cracked. Yeah. And the well, actually, oh, and the, the was it the tracking was slightly out or the, the wheels Probably. were curved? So there was three things that we turned up expecting, and I spoke to the the gent on the advert. You know, he was a trader. He had it in part exchange, and he said it's driven here from Manchester to Derby. Yeah. So it drives, but it will need a few hundred quid spending on it because the windscreen has got a crack in it that is not, you know, I mean, just it needs a replacement windscreen. Yeah. I thought, okay, that's not the end of the world. Uh, old older car anyway, because windscreens get scratched by the wipers going across them. Yeah. Actually, having a new windscreen on an older car is quite nice because you can see out. Past. Yeah, it's always good. Yeah. But we. We, so we turned exhaust up. with a hole in it. No, I just want to give my. Oh, okay. So we're, we're doing pre-turn up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exhaust with a hole in it. I thought, well, that'll be the back box. I can get one from the parts place I was working at the time cheap. I can get a discount. We actually did that. We did, but well, we'll come to what actually was wrong with the exhaust, yeah, yeah. which was not a hole in it. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, and so and so, I thought, well, that's fifty, sixty pounds for one of those windscreen. And then tracking and stuff, I can have that done at the garage. Yeah. It's probably just got tracking out, maybe a couple of tyres. That's it. Because so, on we went. So a jolly after work one day. Yeah. Came home, picked you up. Yeah. Took you to Derby. Turned up to the, the back, the, of the back tra- end of nowhere. The, really, real, the back end of a trading estate. Yeah, industrial estate. High, spiky fences around everything. Yeah. It, everything was closed. Yes. So, you called the bloke. He said, oh, sorry, mate. Give me 10 minutes. I'll be there. Yeah. Do you know what it wasn't? You know, a lot of car dealers, like used car dealers, they try and go to places where they can look quite presentable. Yeah, this he, wasn't, wasn't, he wasn't bothered about it. No, that. this looked like, a, like, do you know what it looked like? Police 
uh, compound. Yes, you, you know, did. Uh, and the only car that was left outside was the one you were looking at. Yes. So you looked everything. for a fence for 10 minutes. Yes. Then he arrived, got the keys, opened it. Arrived in a used por- in an old Porsche Cayenne with a very, or, very loud exhaust Yes, and a very blowy exhaust as well. Yeah. When he put his foot down. God, do you remember that? I, it was oh. a Porsche Cayenne Turbo. Yeah. And he come flying down that street. I mean, it was an empty industrial estate. But, but still, still. <laughs> he, he must have been going some. Yeah. The, it didn't smell great, the car. Which one? The no, Cayenne that, that he well, turned no, up. <laughs> no, the car that you were oh, buying. Oh, God, I forgot about the it interior. It absolutely honked, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really did. It really did. But then so, I, I convinced you that be with, fine. with oh, a bag, get, bag yeah. of charcoal. Yes, we actually we had to go and buy a bag of charcoal. Immediately, on the drive. Oh, oh, not on the drive. Mother home. Teresa here decided that he'd read something that said that would work. Uh, by the way, if you ever read that somewhere, just put a bag of charcoal in. That alone... Does will, not work. Not, no, <laughs> not, maybe if you do other things as well. But I left that on your driveway <laughs> with... Uh, well, on Jill's driveway, to be fair. Yeah. But it was in your space on yeah, the driveway. Yeah, it was in my space. I had to park on the road. I left that there for a week with that bag of charcoal. In the summer, when it's warm, so all the smells would mm, sort of go through. Yeah, it was lovely. It didn't really make a dent no. on the smell. The exhaust... Oh, I said to you, at least twice. I don't think so. Even through the fence. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> what I will give to Sam is that he, when he gives advice on a car, generally... It's impartial advice. Yeah, he's not saying it because I'm a mate and stuff like that. He's sa- he I'm not, say trying, saying, not saying it to wind you up either. No, no, you, you wouldn't have me walk, walk away from a good car just for a laugh. <laughs> and I know we have the sort of friendship where I could see that happening. But I might do now. Yeah, <laughs> but generally speaking, you won't. You wouldn't advise me badly on a car. Well, no, because it's it's money. And although I have to, say, albeit it's never usually much money for you, it's a lot of money. Yeah, so and I don't. What? I don't particularly want to see you cry. The only the only exception maybe the Honda Civic, the second Honda Civic Type R that I owned when we went to go and buy it the yeah. black one uh-huh. and the guy took me out and it, I came back and I was already yeah, smitten yeah. with this car there were some signs that that car was not the best yeah but see I've got no memory of this no so you, maybe you I was just to maybe I was not interested yeah, in being there at all completely blanked the <laughs> yeah. whole thing but you really liked the car so yeah. I think maybe yeah. that jade, that sort of jaded your your judgment on that one. Maybe. But anyway, going back to the BMW, I had looked, we did the usual thing of one of us is looking underneath while the other one looks sort of yeah. under the engine or in the interior. So I think, I can't remember whether you, I think you put your head underneath. Yeah, I, I just came back up after five or six seconds, I think, and just said no. Yeah. So the, the exhaust. And you were like, why? And I said, just no. <laughs> the exhaust didn't have a hole in it. The exhaust was in half. Yes. At the B pipe. Yep. <laughs> so it needed, well, a new a whole new system mm-hmm. put on it, basically. Uh, in the end, we managed to get away with not having to replace the catalytic converter. But I had convinced myself by this point I could buy a used three-litre straight-six engine off eBay. See, you didn't say this to me. No, well, uh, well, there's certain plans that I have to hold back because I know you'll just laugh. And then as I start... Everyone's listening is laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they might think, oh, I can see where... I can see his mind. The car, I think, was £700. Oh, yeah, it wasn't a lot of money. But I'm I'm surprised he had the gall to try and sell it for that much money in the first place. Well, it was the it was more the description he gave was yes. a reasonable runner. Yeah. That it, that could drive. Yeah. That just needed money spending on it. And it's as a, we it's found a bit out, like when I was looking to get a Type R recently before I bought oh, the yeah, Astra, you were looking for an FN2 Type R, and there was yeah. the the one that we found that we went to see, wasn't there? It was a bit of a drive, but we looked at the the MOT history and stuff was all okay. So I rang the chap up and said. 
Do you remember what was on the MOT? The last one was that there was corrosion on the rear yes. subframe. Yes, yeah, slight, slight corrosion, wasn't there? And he said to you, so I rang him up and said, oh, "I've just seen this on the MOT thing." He said, "No, I've sorted that. That's that's been sorted." I said, "All yeah. right, okay, that's fine. We'll come up. We'll probably come up tomorrow then." But what I need to know from you is, like, I'll be honest, because obviously, even if it's not, I'll probably still come up and have a look. Yeah. But is it standard? Like, yeah. nothing's been modified. If it has been modified, I just want to know what's been modified. We'll probably still come and have a look. Yeah. Anyway, but it's quite a long drive for us, so I just want to know if it's not for me. Yeah. I don't want to drive for two. I think it's about two and a half, three hours. You drive for, wasn't it? I can't it was. Where it, was it was about but, two and a half hours away. And he said, "No, no, that's been sorted, and it's all standard." The mate. only thing that wasn't standard was that he just refurbished the alloys yes, in so a darker re- colour. Yes, refurbished, which we could see on the advert, and yeah. that, they they look fine. Yeah. On you know, as in they did look like refurbished with Tex. <laughs> yes. What on? The, oh, sorry, on the pictures. Oh, on the pictures. On the yeah, pictures, yeah. it just looked like someone had said. The standard, they weren't even the really big wheels, they were the 18 no, inch yeah. wheels, and someone has sort of had them in the silver and decided to go with like a grey. Yeah. So they actually, on the pictures, it looked yeah. quite smart. But we turned up to a lowered, uh, I think the, the wheels have been done in emulsion badly. Well, yeah, with a paintbrush. <laughs> yeah. How um, they look so good the on the pictures. Interior, I can, it must have been reclaimed from a skip it was somewhere. Th- Having been left in said had, skip for a couple of years. Had what I would imagine were used when they were fitted. Uh, so Skunk, I think it's Skunk 2. They're the company. They do a lot of tuning bits for, for Hondas. Yeah. And I've had them. And some of the stuff they do is brilliant. But uh, if you buy used bits of, of their mm-hmm. stuff and it's damaged, for example, the gear shifter yeah. was, a, was a gear knob. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it just looked like someone who had five rings on their finger, yeah. had owned it for 10 years and used it as a punching bag. And then it, I mean, it had bits carved out of it. It did. The interior was awful. The worst bit of it all, though, is when we turned it on. So I, I think if I'd stayed at home, yeah, 100 to 200 miles away, yeah. I'd have heard you turn that on. The funny thing was, I sat in it, because this is the thing, again, when we're going to buy a car, Usually, usually I'll let you do them with the, yeah. the, the the feel of the car. And also, like, so. we, we'll try and do it so that if it's you that's buying it, you try and take a step back a little bit. Yeah, yeah because so you're the person, Yeah, like if I'm looking at a car for you, I'm not as emotionally into it. Uh, because it's going to be your yeah. car. But I think you'd realise that when I turned up, I was a no before we'd walked in the game. Do you remember when we drove past it? I was like, oh, that'll be the one. And you said, no, that's not it. Yeah. Because it couldn't have been. Yeah, it can't, it can't be it, that what, one. That's not the one from this picture here. Because that's <laughs> slammed on the floor. And it, obviously he'd taken pictures of it pre-slammed. Yeah. So he so just used the old pictures. Yeah, he probably bought pictures yeah. from when he bought but it But the noise, honestly, it must have had a straight pipe on it. It did. Well, the, yeah. the worst part was, uh, so I got under, I looked underneath the back because I just wanted to so check. Check that the rust had been fixed. The corrosion of yeah. the rear, because they, uh, they have a rear beam yeah. um, suspension. That was the, one of the big differences between the EP3 and the FN2. They don't have the EP3 had independent. This has just got a big beam, uh, rear axle suspension. It looked who, whoever had fixed <laughs> this had obviously done a uh, was a deep sea diver, gone to the bottom <laughs> of the sea and found that it had so much rust on it. I'm surprised it didn't have barnacles on it. <laughs> I looked at it, and, you know, your head's down under the bumper, and you know you you just no, stopping. This, your... this can't be the colour that I'm looking no. at. Uh, and I said to you, can you go and get the, the light? Yeah. The, the, we take, you know, I think At I which mentioned... point the guy started talking a lot. Yes. To me. <laughs> Definitely. My head was underneath the <laughs> yeah. car. And I, and I looked around under there, and obviously it's dark because I haven't got a light at the point, but I'm thinking, I'm sure Sam said this was standard, but I can only see one exhaust. 
Yeah. And that exhaust has no silencer on it at all. Yeah. So it should have two tips it, 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 and, and a silencer in the middle of what I'm looking at. Because it was just a sudden, you know, thing suddenly. Yeah. I've got really good vision of this rear beam. Shouldn't there be, yeah, there should be a rear silencer here. There isn't a rear. Where is it? Oh, right. Sam's oh, going to enjoy there. this. <laughs> So after but, I looked at it and yeah, we could see the rusted corrosion. Rear then he beam. turned it on, didn't he? Then he and I said, on. "Well, that's not standard, mate." He said, "Oh, it's all right when it's warmed up." Yeah, so we waited. And I said, for "Yes, a but at, the, at that current point, I lived in a flat in oh, quite yeah, a echoey area." And I said, "I can't start there. I'd have to. I would have to park this off the estate and walk a mile to my house because the the apartments were sort of in a, a C shape with the yeah. car park in the middle. Yeah, so, so everything echoed. reverberated off all of the buildings." Um, I remember when he started that, and he said... I think you struggled not to laugh. I did genuinely struggle not to laugh, because we had gone there under the impression... Because I was angry at this. Yes. <laughs> there was an impression of, I know Sam's upset that it's lowered. That's not the end of the world if the rest of the car is good. We can change the suspension. Yeah. Okay. Now, I knew, having looked under the rear, that that doesn't look standard. However, I it's been a long time since I've been underneath a, or, or looked at an FN2... Type R. So I think it's a 2008 Type R. Uh, maybe I just have forgotten what it looks like under here. Maybe I've. Yeah. Maybe maybe in my head what I think about twin exhaust. Maybe it was always just two trims and it only ever had one exit. Maybe I'm wrong. But when he started it, and I, you know, I think there was a, a Eurofighter just down the road that would try to compete for but noise. He, but he was turning around in his cockpit, going, "Where's that noise yeah, coming from?" <laughs> just. Was like a Vulcan bomber. Going, going 10 <laughs> but then he had the cheek to say, "Well, if you take it out, you'll buy it." Oh yeah, he said, "I'll take it out, mate." You'll love I can only assume he meant that if we t- if we took it out, he'd take a deposit of the full amount and then <laughs> lock his gate yes. because there's no way if you took that out, you'd buy it. So as it slowly did lose some of the initial cold start noise, it was. I yeah. put my head underneath to understand what actually it had, and he and his words were, "It had a full stainless system." Yep. That didn't look. But like, I mean, he was throwing out brands and stuff that I recognised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Re- very well established, good exhaust manufacturers. That if someone said, for example, if you went to look at an M3, and someone said, "Oh, it's got an Akpovic exhaust on it," or if someone, if you went to go and look at a Golf GTI and said, "Oh, it's got a Miltec on the back of it," yeah, there's there's certain names that you kind of just immediately recognise with, uh, with systems and on particular cars as well. And he was throwing out some very specific names on the back of the, that were that had apparently made this exhaust. I was looking at it thinking, I have never heard of one of these companies making something so ill-fitted and carved. Yeah. It, I mean, it basically ran off the engine, did a 90-degree turn towards the front wheel, <laughs> yeah. and then ran across the side of the car. But the it was kind of... Uh, it looked like it had been bent in the middle. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't a very... Uh... But no I didn't silences. buy it. You'd probably have bought it. I probably at that point, if he had knocked a little bit more money off, I genuinely think you would have. Well, you... because you go through the standard list of what I can only imagine excuses in your head. Well, well, I'm here now. Yes, I've driven. Reason. I've driven insert an amount of miles. Yeah, which anything above four yes. <laughs> means that I should buy yeah. it. Well, I've driven six miles to get here, so we might as well buy it. Sure, it's everyone's it's unbelievable. This will come up in just a second, but I went to look at an R32 that was. Quite literally, ten minutes from my door, yeah. and didn't buy it because <laughs> I thought it was that bad. Oh, it's too close. <laughs> yeah, it's nowhere near far enough away. Um, so the the BMW, it had the exhaust was in half, and I mean in half. It, it detached in the middle. Yeah. The interior was a, in 
I mean, the front seat was torn in several different places. Yeah, you wouldn't have been able to sit in it. The engine had multiple oil leaks and... Catastrophic ones. <laughs> all of these things were new to me, but I was sort of looking at it in, well, if the engine's going to come out anyway, maybe I'll drive it for three months till it's MOT, and then it could be a project car for me and Sam. Knowing that so, now makes more sense. Well, I, why thought I, was still... just, I thought you just lost your mind. Yeah, I, I knew you had thought that. This engine's knackered, but I'm, well, I might as well buy it. Yeah. And and then it came to the test drive, and with three of us in the car, did I come out? I think I, did yeah, I. Yeah, you sat in the back. Oh, you sat in the back, um, in the middle of the back. And what, I and I what can on only, earth possessed me to do? I that? can only guess that you doing that managed to sort of compress all of the suspension enough <laughs> that I didn't notice the horrific issue with it, which was once I then we got back and I thought seven hundred quid. Even my bank seemed your bank des- tried to help you not buy that car, as if they wouldn't allow the transaction to go through twice. Yeah, and I was having to call them and say, I'm trying to make a, a transfer, it's to a business and buying a car. Oh, really sorry. You know, it's just, you've never paid anything in this part of the world before. To this, <laughs> You've never paid this kind of money for anything. For anything, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then eventually they, they let it go through. So we drove the car away. Uh, we, uh, sorry, that's a lie. We didn't drive the car away. We started it. Yeah. And a lot of steam. Yes. Do you remember, you turned to me, because I was trying to get, uh, I think both of us were trying to get maps on our phone, just yeah, to get yeah, us back yeah. to the M1. Yep. And so we were looking <laughs> down on our phone, thinking, right, we've got to take a left out of here, a right out of here. And <laughs> engine's running, yep. but I'm not looking out of the windscreen, I'm looking down at my phone, just so I know, right, we've got to take a left here, okay, that's okay. So it's about four miles, and then we're on the M1. If we stop halfway, I'll get Sam a Burger King for his time, sort of thing, all that. And as I'm doing that, I can I can kind of see flashing lights. And then I hear you beeping your horn at me, <laughs> and I look up, and there's just well, steam everywhere. Yep. <laughs> I thought that can't that can't be coming from my car. No, that's that's not humanly possible that yeah. it's coming from this car because I've just bought it and it ran. What was funny is when when it ran for a couple of minutes on his forecourt, it was fine. I didn't see a yeah, no. absolutely fine for that bit. Then when I took it off. The forecourt. I just sort of drove it just next to it and parked for a second so we could do this looking at the phones. Yeah. At that point, it seemed that it could only overheat. And you and I looked at it for a second and we called him back and he and he did turn around, to be fair. Yeah. Came storming down the road in yeah. his modified Cayenne, which I can only guess was a part exchange that he was running around in. Yeah, I would have thought But so. we knew it was coming about a minute before we turned up. Yes. Um... He, he was he was obviously friends with that chap that owned the Civic. Yes, <laughs> they were probably having a meet. Yeah. <laughs> and he turned up and I said, it's got a load of steam coming out. And we were looking at it together. And this is the problem at this point. I've paid the money. He's, he's not up. interested. He's really not interested. He wants to go home and have his dinner. And we sort of work out that it's just one of the pipes has got a split somewhere. And so, you know, it's not a big issue. It just needs I don't know, taping up or a new pipe put in. Well, that's what I was actually saying to you, who pulled... The listeners can't see the face that you just pulled. Yeah, the exact that. face that I but just it pulled. Was, <laughs> it was the same face you pulled at the time, which is this sort of sarcastic nodding. <laughs> so I said, if you say so. Yeah. <laughs> so I convinced Trying myself. my hardest to be polite, because the chap's still there. Yeah. Going, mate, come on, you just need to give this back and try and get your money back. Yes. I, and I've had this scenario a few times. The Cooper yeah. R being another one where I should yeah. have just got them. Anyway. The Astra. Okay. Yeah, I should have just... <laughs> anyway, I... um. We decided it would be okay once it was moving. Then I realised once we were moving, the steering, <laughs> I just didn't, it never, it would not go in a straight line. I can't remember if I told this story before, but we usually call each other, 
while we're driving back. Once we so, get onto like the motorway zone, once, yeah. so once you're off of, you know, you sort of troubleshoot everything. So and you'll once you're just, discuss what the, the car's yeah. like. So you're once just you're cruising. cruising back, and you know, you can put your hands free call on and just sort of have a quick chat and sort of say, this is how I am. So I got the call, answered it, and said, all right. And you, <laughs> you said, this car is absolutely terrifying to drive. <laughs> and I've never said that in a car. And I have driven some of the shoddiest stuff, especially when I worked in the trade, and either back from an auction or a part exchange back to pick up. But you felt genuinely scared. As in, I, I, I was starting to think I may actually just pull over to the side of the road and call breakdown, which I don't have, and just <laughs> yeah. pay the one-off fee to get this back. Because I'm doing 60 on the inside lane. I feel unsafe. <laughs> like, as in, I don't, and you've got a car behind you. Yeah, I've got you behind your me. Escort vehicle. Yeah. I, I just, and I said to you, can you pull beside me and have a look at the wheel? Because <laughs> yeah. I have I have warned Sam before about laughing towards his microphone, so Sorry. apologies there if you just got a spike. I will try and do so with that. But <laughs> I said to you, yeah, can you pull? Because I was sure, positive in my head, that the wheel was oblong. <laughs> And it wasn't, you know, you you drove past me and you went, looks fine, mate. All your lights are on. Yeah. Um, but you said you, and you said to me, you haven't even got any steam pouring out anymore yeah. because we immediately drove into a traffic <laughs> yeah. jam after we decided, well, after I decided we were yeah. going to take it back. <laughs> Just more steam, more steam. And it I wasn't. Think, I, in hindsight, it's probably that the light was fading and I couldn't see the steam coming out yes, of the car probably. Um, And so at that point, you know, we pulled in. Uh, in fact, I think in the end we didn't. And I said, look, I'll buy you some dinner. When we get home, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. we've got forty minutes to go. Yeah, I've just get back. Yeah, and uh, it turns out, I mean, it it had something seriously wrong. How anyone drove that from Manchester to Derby? They didn't. No, I, yeah, I say a lot of things suddenly seemed very made up from what this guy told me. And as I started to fix one issue, another yeah. issue became very, very evident. And so you were always chasing the tail. And I put, I think I put a couple of new tires because I was fairly sure. The issue with drivability was just the tyres. That's yeah. what I'd convinced myself. In your myself. infinite wisdom, it was, wow, well, chuck a couple of a couple of new part warns on it. Only because... Because <laughs> only you could find a new part worn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only because, I think we got, when we finally got it back, and you said to me, you said, maybe it's the tyres. We've had a quick feel of the tyres, but we're only really just, are they all legal to drive it? Yeah. Then you actually, and I know listeners are probably thinking, what a bunch of idiots, why don't they give it? But you're buying a car for 700 quid off a forecourt that someone's come to open for you to take a part exchange away. You're you just feel, making you feel sure. a certain amount of. Let's just get the deal done. Yeah, yeah. And drive away, especially when someone's been upfront with issues. You, you're not expecting to find a lot more issues, and obviously when we got it back, and I think I was doing a full lock turn to get it onto the driveway, and you basically dove out of your car to come and have a look, and the inside of one of the tires was just, oh, I think Lewis Hamilton would have looked at that and said, "That's not good enough as a racing slick." Yeah. Yeah. And also, I can't even see the cords. No, is that, yeah. This seems to have gone through those. Through, yeah. <laughs> this is just a circle of just, air. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this circle of air is maintaining it. No, you need to speak to a scientist, not a mechanic. <laughs> you need to understand what's happened here. So I was assu- I was assuming it was a tyre issue. It wasn't. It was a tyre issue, a wheel issue, a suspension issue, and the, the steering knuckle issue. Mm-hmm. The rack was broken. Yeah. My mum's brand new jet wash driveway. That she I felt terrible for that. She <laughs> just paid to have someone, and I thought if we get, if I get it, albeit it was a chap that had turned up, put a leaflet through the door, sort of chap. Yeah. That said, well, we'll come and do this for you, and we'll do this, and if you want us to do this while we're here, we can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he jet washed it and didn't re-sand it. 
Oh, yeah. I, think, I think he then came back and resounded it when he was asked to. But even so, it was a very clean driveway. It was. It was for two and, or three and, days. And in my defence, why the description of the car didn't say it was leaking oil. It didn't. So but I didn't you know, you I went, sell many things if you said it was. No, that's fair. Although you'd be at, well, I mean, this is probably, again, why I didn't sell too many cars when I was... Yes. Well, <laughs> actually, I sold a lot of cars. I didn't sell a lot of bad cars. No. But that's probably because... Well, they the, stopped giving them to you after a while. Yeah. God, I remember some of the things I've driven that um, I've had in the trade, which were just terrible cars to drive. And, and I mean, good cars, but as in, because they were part of exchange, I was given them to drive for part. You know, yeah. Can you get around the dealership group in this for a week and then we'll replace it? I remember once having a Mercedes 320 CDI saloon with 175,000 miles on it. And I had to go up a slip road to get onto the dual carriageway to get to the motorway to get to the, the site I was going to. And the whole thing, there was a car broken down. It was one of these odd things. The car broken down on the slip road, went to turn around him, mm-hmm. lost all power and all electrics. <laughs> and so the cars behind me, as they saw me put my hazards on, thought I was warning them that there's a car broken down. Not right. realising, no, no, I'm having a breakdown. <laughs> so I'm just blocking the yeah, road. So I had to turn the engine off. It's an automatic. I had to put it into neutral, roll forwards, stop in front of this person who's broken down, yeah. who isn't sure why a Mercedes has sort of stopped in front of them sideways. Not sort of, not completely <laughs> sideways, but I've just the come to... The police don't usually drive these. Yeah, I've just come to a stop in front of them. <laughs> and they're thinking, is this person here to help me or what? Or kill me. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting and stopping the engine, seeing if that... And on the third go, engine starts, everything's fine. So this person's broken down. Yeah. Some blokes turned up, or rolled next to him. Yeah. Showed so them... He's not really sure what's going on. He's turned his car on, turned it off. Turned his car on, turned it off. Turned his car on, driven off. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what happened. Yeah, <laughs> this so poor they... bloke's just going. As if my day is not bad enough. I've got what seems to be a psychopath. Next yeah, <laughs> that was a that was a very odd experience. That was, but anyway, yeah, that was that was one of the worst. That so if I match that with I bought a sadly on Cooper R that Sam was not there for with. No, I think we may have told this story. Did I wear? Oh, I did. Where yeah, the seller so, came yeah. and drove it into where a we fence. can remind people of where the where the gearbox went, didn't we? The clutch. Basically, about three miles after having given him my money, yeah, the, the, a fork in the gear. Oh, this is a known issue. I mentioned it on the podcast that we talked about it on. Uh, it basically lost a gear and got stuck in second. And instead of doing what I should have done, which was insisting. You've sold me a broken car. Give me my money back. Yeah. Got him to pay for a recovery to take it home, assuming that the gear linkage. Because you're too out. reasonable a person, I think. I, I really am. So many people say that to me. You're too reasonable. I'm like, well, yeah. If anyone no, see, was reasonable, I think, I think when when you, when it comes to cars, you are. Yeah. As a friend, else. not at all reasonable. No, no, no. <laughs> I've just got you to pay for my lunch. <laughs> yeah. with, with the genuine excuse of, for once, I'm not lying. Yeah. I have my wallet. I don't have my bank card. But you didn't tell me that until we got to the shop. Uh, no. Because I it, said, have you got any food? You replied saying, no. Do you want me to get you something? I said, oh, I'll just come and get you yeah. because I'm on the way there. Because when I sent a message, I was being genuine. Do you want me to go and get you something? Forgetting that I've given my bank card to my partner so she can go and put a check into my bank account. Because I've been sent a check from an energy company. If you want to listen to me whinge about energy, energy, yeah, energy back companies, one of the other ones, this podcast about that, they've sent me a check, which is the most useful, useless thing in the world. Well, don't can you not on your bank? Can you not pay them in on your phone? 
Because on my bank, I can pay checks and on my phone. I did not know that was an option. I didn't say this to you earlier, but we'll talk about that after. Brilliant. Well, she's, she's, already, look. she's already left with the well, checks yeah, to go and do some shopping. So the next time you have an argument with Eon, whoever it is. Yeah. I can't remember who sent me that one. It was one of the ones oh, that yeah, tried to yeah, nick the supply. Tra- yeah, yeah, I think the Scottish Power, I think. Um, so the Leon was bad. That was a bad purchase. The BMW was a bad purchase. The, the other BMW was a bad purchase. I don't think we necessarily... I don't think we need to talk about that BMW too much. Apart, we could tell the story of when you sold it, just so, oh. we can have, so I can give you a right kick in and have a laugh about that. If well, you listen, okay, so I wanted to buy another BMW after having bought a... We told the story of I went to go and buy a Renault Clio diesel because I had... Oh, actually, a Golf GTI. Yeah. That was a good we car. We can give some praise for the Clio because... That, what an amazing car. I don't think we... I'm not sure we told... We've told the story about the Clio, but I'm not sure we said how much you got to the tank from that car. Yeah, you used to get 850 miles. And it cost you, what, 50 at the time? No, no, 40. it cost a bit more. It was a big tank. I would say it cost me 60 quid at the time to but fill But to up. get 850 miles. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So the reason I bought it was because I was commuting a lot. I had a Golf GTI. I sold the Golf GTI because I'd spent quite a lot of money doing several different, I would just say maintenance repairs, the sort of oh, things we can, that... We can do the Golf GTI now if you want. Uh, well, I bought it... The worst part about the Golf... Did I come with you to buy that? No. Why not? My, my, uh, because my partner had got her Seatly on yeah. on that day. Oh, okay. From the from the Seat dealer. So we'd gone there, mm-hmm. traded in the car. Um, I didn't tell the Ford Focus story, but that wasn't really much of a car. We had it for six months. No, it, it took us a while to change the rear shock on a very cold December evening. My goodness me. In the pitch black. Yeah. But aside from that, there Great wasn't really much about report. Issue. That had a nice oil leak, though. Uh, that wasn't my driveway there, so I wasn't bothered about that. Just a side note, I, because we whinged about changing bulbs on certain cars. If you are <laughs> someone that needs to buy a cheap car to get you around right now, car prices are outrageous, as everyone knows. If you're thinking, I want to buy a cheap car, I can maintain myself, and I'm not too handy with a spanner. Uh, I know Ford's break for different reasons, but Ford Focus Mark II, to change a headlight bulb, it had like a twist screw on the top of the headlight and the whole headlight came out. Yes. And then you just true. changed the bulbs you wanted to change and then you and then pushed it back, it back in and twisted that little yeah. thing around. Ford Mondeo of the same age has two little sort of uh, metal, I don't know what you call them, but the long pieces of metal basically. Oh, like little teeth. Yeah, you just pull those two things out and the whole headlight comes out. Yeah, so if, if, that's un- handy. Unlike when the... Unlike the Clio. <laughs> so I bought that Clio in the dark because I needed something to run around and to get me to the long commute that I had. Um, that I had taken a new job, had a very long commute, wanted something that was great on fuel and that I would not spend a penny on because I didn't like. Yeah, and you didn't, in fairness. No. I think I think we've covered the clear, haven't we? I yeah, think... I, was, I was only going to say that um, that car, when I sold it, actually, that that was that did, that did me well. Yeah, that was surprisingly the cheapest car you've ever bought was actually the best one you've had so far. And you, I you, have what to... you wanted to talk about your GTI, didn't you? Or did oh, you want to talk about the second BMW? Do you know the problem with the GTI? So, yeah, we went to go and pick up her car. Yeah. So, trade in the Focus. She bought. She got herself this lovely on, which she's still got at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think you should get rid of that, though. What, sell it to you? Yeah. Right. Or loan. Loan, yes. It's like a friendship loan. Okay. I'm going for it. Can I offer you friendship loans from you? I think you've had more than enough friendship <laughs> loans from me. <laughs> um, the, the problem with the Golf was... I went to go and buy it. I paid reasonable money for it because I said I'm going to buy a reasonable car and I'm not going to buy the cheapest one known to man. And then got it home and it was fine. It drove fine. 
it had a open cone air filter on it, which made the big whooshy sound. And the problem was, yeah, it didn't really suit the character of a, a Golf GTI. No, so I wanted to replace that. I didn't realise that the uh, the engine cover is actually part of the air. What's well, part of the airbox? But it's attached. So if you want the standard airbox, you yeah. have to have the standard engine cover. We did that though. You might have to go and buy it. Yeah, but yeah. it only took us. Took us. Didn't take us that long. It took me an hour to drive to the guy's house who had one. Well, yeah, but that's not my problem. Well, the actual changing problem. of it was not that difficult. No, but then it came to another problem that once I fitted that, there was like a, a slight whining noise. From yeah, somewhere. there was. Yeah. And so I drove it to your house, and we got the wheel off, and I said it will definitely be the recirculation. Valve oh thing. yeah, I remember being underneath the car. <laughs> my, yeah, because well, I tried to put my hand in there, and I well, couldn't. You, you, you just couldn't get in there, could you? No, my hand was too big, and I said, yeah. if my hand was just a tiny, tiny bit smaller, yeah, a f- literally like fraction, just a fraction millimeter yes. smaller. Then like, I, no, like if only we could find. Oh, me. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, Sam, get your hand in there. <laughs> Change that recirculating valve. Didn't make a difference. Made a difference to my life. Yeah, underneath that car for half an hour. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't seem like the sort of car that could safely be jacked up anywhere. As no. in just. It lived a long life, I think, in the north that had been salting the roads and it just had quite a bit of corrosion underneath. But nothing that would sort of make you think it was about to split in half, but enough that you think I'd rather my mate's hand be and sort of stuck. head and torso. Yeah, be stuck sort of around the suspension if it could come yeah. <laughs> than mine. Um, but anyway, no, the, the issue was I had to change the exhaust. I think you brought that up in a previous podcast about how I'd start the car on your driveway. Particularly yes. late at night, I had yeah. to you know basically roll off because it it just had, I think it was an aftermarket system that had been fitted badly, and one of the seals had gone. And it, was it wasn't as bad as the seal that we went to look at. It wasn't, but it just it was, was a still, bit noisier. It was still quite loud. There, there's sort of anyone who's got a modified car. And by the way, I, after the podcast we did about talking about modified cars, I, I, I want people to be very clear. I wasn't bashing modified cars at all. I like modified cars. Just there's a good modified car. And there's a bad modified car. So, yeah. You know, and this Golf TCI, when I picked it up, was probably in the middle of them. Yeah, I'd say uh, that's fair. And the exhaust was just a bit too much for what it was. And it seemed to actually be taking away. And yeah. I know it was taking away because when I got the exhaust fixed and fully fitted, and I took that car home, I went to a roundabout and I thought, right, I'll see if it's still as noisy. It felt like I'd gained 50 horsepower. Yeah. I mean, it's like I'd taken it to a remappers or something because I suddenly had just a load more shove and I realised the amount of air that must have just been escaping. I had just yeah, lost exactly, so much yeah. back pressure that now it's back and the, the thing can give me a, a good shove. Both rear um, both rear springs were broken. Yes. Which I didn't know uh, because they'd broken, I think, at the either the top or the bottom. You can't see. Yeah, I found that out and it had aftermarket uh, it had an aftermarket struts and springs on it. So I called the company. I said, can I just have two rear springs? And they said, they're £180 each. I said, can I not have your springs? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. believe how expensive they were. I was like, for two springs. Uh, did a raft of other bits, but it was such a nice spec. It was a dark blue. It was. Had a sunroof. It did look nice. Had full leather, heated seats, xenon headlights. It basically had all the... It had everything you'd want. It had, a, uh, it had an aftermarket doubled-in spring yeah. uh, sort of nav system fitted to it. So basically, it was a manual rather than a DSG. Mm-hmm. Really, really nice. And I sold it because of my commute. Yes, you did. And I probably, looking at the values of them now, I would have been 
I'd have gained money. Yeah. On that one, because bad ones now sell for the price that I sold. Yeah, and you'd have you would have made it into a. Yeah, solid, over time. Oh, that was the other thing is that um, both front wings were rusty, disappearing. Yeah, I'd say. Um, that's that's the end of the Golf GTI. Yeah, that was the end of that one. Did I buy anything? There's more stuff prior to that. Yeah, we've made it out. There, there is a lot. It's just when a lot of them don't warrant a whole story on the podcast, do they? No. We don't want to use them all up either because there'll be a. I'll tell a funny story about you when we went to go and see that Type R. Yeah. And we we left that one that sounded oh, like yeah. the an aircraft carrier had started, and found immediately. Yeah. The perfect one. Yeah. As in, when you looked on the pictures, it was completely standard. Polished up. MIT history was great. Yeah, never, oh, we, we never failed in, in MIT. I think it had about 11 or 12 months on MIT. Like yeah. it was, and we thought, this is the car. Mm-hmm. And I think it was on eBay. It was Basically, yeah. there was no yeah. phone number. Yeah, so we messaged so, the guy. Thinking, because uh, it was only, we travelled all that way, and it was only another 15 miles. Yeah. So I said, well, let's message him. We'll drive to that, said the village or the, yeah, the so town or whatever. Yeah, to that village. So we? I said, let's drive in that direction. We'll get a message back, I'm sure. Because we said, we're really interested. We've let down on another one. Can we come and see it now? Yeah. You know, you think someone looks at that and they think, well, obviously they've got the money because they've gone to go and buy another one. Exactly. Um, and we hung around in that corner. I mean, we've seen so Two much hours. Oh, yeah. We hung around we, there. We went to a co-op. Yeah, went to the car, got some dinner, if you could call it dinner. Dinner. More of a snack, wasn't it? And some... And a charging cable for your phone. Yeah. And just sort of hung around in a industrial estate that yeah, was brand tried, new. Yeah, then we tried, we tried to find the house, didn't we? Yeah, then we thought, <laughs> yeah. well, we'll be, this can't, it's not that big of a place. Let's yeah. just drive around here and we'll, we could kind of see what was around it. I only assume he lived in the Batcave. Uh, yeah, I can only assume he lived on the other end of the country and had written <laughs> his stories. He messaged back two days later, didn't he, saying, just, just, just a word. Like, Sold. Yeah, which was really helpful. Yeah. yeah. So he was one of those not very nice sellers. You know, yeah. we, we were very polite. Yeah, just to say, message. look, you know, we're so really look, interested. We're, we're literally asking him to come and buy the car, yeah. effectively. And, and he wasn't interested. No. He was interested in telling us that it was sold. Yes. Which at that point, but, two days later, was my yeah, well, I'm not going to wait there for two days. <laughs> well, maybe he expected you to. Maybe he did. Uh, other bad purchases. Bad purchases where I... I can't think too many times I've lost a lot of money. You yeah, I don't, I don't think I've made any bad purchases. Well, you haven't made many purchases in the no. first place. No, that's true. There's a few that you've missed out on. We, we should have an episode at some point of stuff you've missed yeah, out on. Maybe we can do that as one of the upcoming ones soon. Then. But I would say, if I can't, I can't really think of uh, anything else that I've bought. That, I mean, obviously, there was a, a BMW, that, another BMW that I bought that was in atrocious. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I had all the warning signs, and I don't know what it was. There was something... This is the silver one, wasn't it? Was yeah. It Yorkshire? No. Uh, yes. Yeah. It was, we went north of... North we, of Leeds, wasn't we it? North of Leeds by quite a way, but I yeah. can't remember the actual... Oh, do you know, Again, sorry. your bank tried to warn you with that one, because it took me within the guy's house for an hour and a half. Yeah, it was It was, um, it was. was sort of north-west. Uh, we had to pass Leeds, because that's the way we drove yes, up okay. over the Peak District. Yeah, there and then across the country. Yes, so it was it was more the northwest than than Yorkshire, but we sort of went into Yorkshire and then went across. Yeah, there's another one I told you not to buy there. Yeah, as particularly when you followed me, the guy suddenly had a second key. Yes, afterwards Which we had to travel to go and get like as in you know purchase is made, I'll buy it. Okay, cool. Right, I've transferred you the money. Have you only got and oh you oh you only got one key. Oh, the other one's at me house. Well, where are we now? Oh, 
Yeah, that was it. The flat where we were was his uh, like yeah. man cave thing that he yeah. rented out some time away from the missus. <laughs> yeah, really, really dodgy. It just you know when it's a bit like a toilet roll. It starts off and it just unravels. Yeah, but it really didn't get any better. <laughs> no, it got a lot worse. And the problem was, I think we turned up. We'd, we'd been a bit late getting there, a bit of a rush. Yeah, I'd eyed over the car. I'd pretty much already agreed a deal. Um, Before you'd even got there, I think it was an eBay purchase, so yeah. I'd already bought it. Yeah. But it was a case of, you know, you can always walk away from an eBay car if it's not as described. So if a seller ever says to you, well, you've already bought it. It's like, yeah, as long as you've just, as long as this is as described, I have bought it. If you've lied, I have not bought it. That's yeah. how an auction works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how all auctions work. Yeah. This isn't, you know, <laughs> one gold bar. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so this seems to be a piece of steel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I don't know what it was. You know, I should have noticed, for example, the rear suspension was not moving. At all. At all. Because we made we... some very bad noises on the, t- the 120 mile an hour test drive that we did through the village. Oh, yeah. And that's not us driving, by the way. Well, I said to him, oh, you can take, you know, take us for a quick run. I haven't put my insurance and everything on it yet. Just take us up the road. Just check it works. God, he drove that thing. Through a 30 doing at least 60. I mean, he really was uh, to the point where, you know, you're the person who's buying it and say, oh, you can go steady. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I don't need to see this thing go... 100 miles an hour I really yeah. don't I just need to see that it works especially in damp conditions and yeah then you got onto a dual <laughs> carriageway and I, I I just stopped looking at the speed up after the second time I sort of I, said I think I genuinely just sat there and just looked at the floor yeah just, just thinking think, well if this is it this is it yeah you kind of think I've said it once yeah nothing's happened because <laughs> <Don't get laughs> it's not changed the way this guy's driving Um, and then yeah this second key was suddenly appearing out of nowhere so he, I said, ha- their actual house. So I said, "Oh well, if you want to drive there, uh, I'll get in the passenger seat of the BMW because I'll sort my insurance on the drive yep. there, uh, rather than having to sort of do it outside now that everything's done." And you were following in your car, and you said to me, "Oh, there's there's quite a bit of smoke struggling to keep up in the van, I think, which is what yes. I had at the time." <laughs> and there was quite a bit. You said there's a bit of white smoke coming out the back of it, and I'm thinking, "Well, the speed he was driving, I'm not that surprised." Yeah, but. I should have really taken that for the note that it was, which was, oh, that was it. I bought that car because he said it's had a new, complete engine rebuild. Yes. And he had a receipt for this engine rebuild. Yeah, he did. But again, this is the problem when you buy something used. Someone says, I've had this done with so-and-so and I've got a receipt. And you think, oh, someone spent two grand or whatever doing this. Then you look up the company. And you start to realise this isn't a very reputable company that's done this work. Why has he gone there? Oh, because his mate owns it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and has that have they really done the stuff? And you start to if you if you're a bit knowledgeable with mechanics and you start to get things sort of undone and um and you think yeah. this hasn't had yeah. what they've said they have done ha- like the things have not happened here. No. <laughs> so that was that was a bit catastrophic and I lost quite a lot of money because in the end I was like I'm not willing to and then the people that came to buy it yeah uh, were the sort of people if you ever have a large group of men turn up um, who are very keen in asking you questions front and back so you have to keep walking to the front and back of the car with bonnet open exhaust all this sort of stuff be suspicious because a lot there are some people out there and I should it's my own fault I should have got you yeah, to to be there with me when I was. So I think I think I said you wanted to come out. I think you said, "Oh no, it's all right. They're, they're coming over before you can get here." Sort of. Yeah, because they said I'll I'll be there at 
know, half four, five o'clock. Yeah, and I knew you knew I wouldn't be able to get there. Yeah, even if you could finish work a bit early, it's like you've got to get across to here. Yeah, exactly. it would just wouldn't put. You know, it's a it's a bit unreasonable. Yeah, um, at that point, if you could make it, fine. But if he's saying this, and then it turned out he didn't turn up until eight o'clock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when he turned up, there was two BMWs that turned up that drove around my street over and over, revving their engines. Like, as if you've got my phone number. Yeah. Just give us it. I saw them turn up and I thought, oh, that won't be them because, well, A, I'm pretty sure they're not turning up now. I'd given yeah. up. I was having my dinner. Yes. And, and if they were turning up, there's not going to be two cars worth of them. No, and they certainly wouldn't drive around and around making a load of noise and stuff. They'd just sort of say, oh, hi, I'm here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, in the end, they were dodgy. Well, yeah, because your car conveniently started to fail after the test drive, didn't it? Yeah, so basically, um, after asking me a million questions front to back, in the dark, having me walk forwards and backwards and all this sort of stuff, and I started to feel this this isn't right, but sort of stood my ground on it and was like, well, is what it is. You know, look, guys, you can either take it. You've said you were going to buy it. Yeah. uh, So either take it or don't. He said, oh, can you just drive us up the road in it? Which mm-hmm. which is a reasonable request for someone. Yeah, yeah. So I took one guy out in it. He didn't want to make conversation with me at all because I was just like, oh, you come a long way then because obviously you're a bit late. You know, you get caught up in some traffic. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, he <laughs> seemed a bit weird. Or give it, give it. And he was like, give it, you know, give it lots. And I was like, this is a 30. We're about to go into a 60. Give me a second. Yeah. And I'll floor it as we come out of the 30. And he either didn't understand what I said or didn't care. Yeah. And then I did. We went into the 60 zone, sort of. Oh, actually, it's national speed. So just open it up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could see it accelerated through the gears nicely. So, okay, turn around. Cool. Turned around, came back to my house. And as I went to park up, the, it was like a steam train. Yeah. Was behind the vehicle. This cloud of. I mean, it just. I've never. It just was bizarre. It was driving absolutely fine. And then it was like a steam train. Yeah. So I parked up. I thought it was the car behind me because I parked and a car passed me yeah. as I parked, you know, to go further up the street. So I assumed it must have been them because I've owned this car for a little while. I know mm-hmm. this car doesn't do this. Well, no, it wasn't. It was my car. It was still doing it as I got out. Yeah. A guy came around. I left the engine running to have a look. One of them came around and revved the nuts off of it. Idle. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Shut the engine off obviously lifted the bonnet and I'm thinking I've got a problem here. Then they started to renegotiate. Yeah. And I and at that point I completely I, I realised all the red flags have sent I said, no guys, I've got a warranty on the engine because it's been rebuilt. Let me take it back to there. You don't, you guys don't want to buy a broken car. Fine. And all of a sudden there is a engine that they have available to them for free <laughs> yeah. to go into this car and they're not bothered about buying it as long as I knock a thousand pounds off the car. Which wasn't happening. And it took me 15 minutes to yeah. get them to go away. Yeah. As in, they kept coming back at different prices. And I was like, look, it's not worth me selling it. So with all the stuff I've... Because we'd done the rear suspension. Yeah. I think we'd done some brakes. I'd bought a new... I think I'd bought new... Some filters. Yeah. I just bought a few little bits of it that just... Some bits of it had worn, you know, gear stick and stuff. It had just mm-hmm. worn and I'd bought new bits. Not particularly expensive, but I'd gone to the effort of... And I was giving them all away with the car. I was like, well, yeah. I haven't had a chance to fit this sort of stuff. It's worth a few hundred quid. You can have it. And I was thinking, no, these, these guys are now completely trying to... Um, and so, yeah, it took me 15 minutes to convince them to go away. And then they called me eight times 
Yeah. As I got back upstairs with an offer that was creeping up in like £25 increments until we got to a figure where I was starting to convince myself if the engine's blown, yeah, I don't want the car. Yeah, I don't want the hassle of it going back to the other guy. You don't know whether you're going to get in through to the other guy. Warranty and all this sort of stuff. We sort of realised afterwards that they probably put something in the car. We, th- we think that they probably put some oil in the coolant because that's yeah. what they did. They went, oh, there's oil in the coolant. I'm yeah. like, that's really weird because there wasn't when we've had a look at no, it. No, and this car has been into, that was the one where I had the diesel injectors checked. Yes. So it's been into a garage recently that's done quite a few checks to make sure there's no obvious issues. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you're buying and selling a car, uh, be aware of buyers as much as you are <laughs> a seller. Yeah. And I, I feel really sad saying that. It is a shame, yeah. I just felt sad that that occurred in the, in the way that it did and that someone would be... It was, was a perfect storm of situation for you to be caught up in that. No, it was dark, it was winter. I think it was actually raining at the time as well. Yeah, it was late and later in the evening. Yeah. And I'm a bit aware that, you know, my neighbours are absolutely fine, they don't mind, but you've got a group of guys just yeah, stood just outside. Just to go away. But yeah, and you're really? a bit like, look, you know, we've got nothing more to talk about here. You want to buy my car for nothing. Yeah. I don't, I don't want, want to sell it for nothing. So we, we don't really have any more conversation to have here. Yeah, exactly. And this is the problem, again, when you buy stuff, or when you own cars or whatever, in a certain bracket of price and everything else, that you do sometimes have to deal with mm-hmm. people that really are not serious and not genuine. And this, um, we're going to end the podcast in just a second, but this takes me on to the R32. Yes. I, I went to go and look at a Golf R32, uh, what was it, was it last year? You were yeah. on holiday. Yeah, I think we briefly mentioned about it, didn't we? Because we, I remember saying about the sun, the sunspot yeah. heat on the bonnet. And and again, this was one of those ones where the seller had taken pictures of it before he had bought it. Yeah. Because it didn't have all these cosmetic yeah, exactly, issues yeah. with it. And the one thing that really I didn't like is that I, I'm quite, I'm not, I wouldn't say sensitive about tyres, but I'm very aware from A, having worked in the trade, B, from driving hundreds of different cars, and C, just looking into it a little bit. Tyres are so much more important than a lot of people give them credit for. Yeah, of course. Yes, there's the obvious thing that you're only contact with the road. But a good set of tyres, especially on anything that's performance, changes the characteristics of the car compared to a bad set of tyres. Well, yeah. And I I guess the reason that a lot of people don't give that so much credit is there's very few times that you'll ever have the same car. If you own a car, it's very unlikely you have two sets of wheels, one with a set of bad tyres on and one with a set of good tyres for you to know the difference but if you ever buy a car and i've bought many cars yep that have just ruined tires all the way around and you say well and then you put some decent ones on it and you go for a drive and you go yeah big difference yeah and when the guy was like oh it doesn't make a difference because he, the back tires were some genu yeah they were what the i refer to tubes. what i refer to as ditch finders yeah i used that at work the other day with one of my new colleagues oh, did you? They, they, they were like that's a really good name for that yeah. so i was like, I was like, oh, it's just what we've always called them. I yeah. never thought that other people don't use that. Yeah, I, I, I remember I remember when I first found I was 18 working in the trade and someone said, oh, you put a, a ditch finder. It was speaking to a colleague of mine. Yeah. It was young. He bought an Astra VXR. <laughs> and he had, he had gone, uh, there's a sort of road going into the town and it had a brick wall. It's near the park. Um, near Abbey Park. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it might be that one. Yeah. Anyway, but there's a long sweeping right hander and then a left. Yes, yeah, yeah. And for oh no, no, it's part you're talking about. For whatever reason, it gets a bit slick around there. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's just because of weather gets the particular. <laughs> he said, "Oh, I turned up there yesterday, 
He said, I wasn't going fast. And he was really adamant. He's like, I know people are going to say, I was going, I wasn't going fast. He said, I nearly went straight into the wall. And one of the older salesmen came and said, because you've got a set of ditch finders on. And at the time, at 18, I went, ditch finders, I'll avoid that brand. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Look at the spike you caught. The poor people listening to that. Are now I deaf. didn't have time to turn around. I, remember, I just remember at 18, you know, as, as wet behind the ears as you can be, <laughs> thinking, well, avoid that. And they, then, they don't say, I've got very good branding at all. And no, and then hearing it referred to a few times, you know when you quietly realise something, it's when someone, when it was said three or four times over, say, a month, and I went and looked at a car that yeah. had these yeah. Well, that's mystery a... ditch finder tires. Doesn't say ditch finder. No, it, it said some you know some odd brand yeah. that you've never heard of. And I was like, this says sport contact. Oh, I understand what he means by ditch finder. <laughs> I think I was the only one in the room that suddenly got the joke. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it had a set of ditch finders on the back of it, and I was like, this is an all-wheel drive, two hundred and fifty horsepower. Yeah. yeah. The one thing that you don't want is to be putting. What Cheap. you want is some nice Pirellis or Michelins on it. Yeah, really. exactly. Yeah, set of Bridgestone, set of Continentals. Yeah. All the even uh, you know Hankook's got on the Audis. Yeah, so Michelin don't really. Uh, no, Michelin is brilliant tires. If you get oh, some okay. like, uh, PS4 tire or something like that. Yes, yeah, so I remember there was one that was a brand that we were talking about putting on the tire. Yeah, we've got one. Yes, uh, so there's some really good. You know, as I say, there's lots of brands out, there. and they don't have to be the most expensive. Uh, Toyo T1Rs, I think, are not like uh, is it T1R particular brand. Yeah, there's some good ones that you can get reasonable yeah it's some mid-range stuff yeah. um I, I always really like dunlops there was a set of dunlops fitted to one of the cars yeah, i had that's, that's what you wanted me to put on and uh i think there was sport max or something like that and they they just i had a few hairy moments in them and they all they got me through and i was like i like these tires but yeah it, well i've got ditch finders on the front of the yeah, astro now yeah. and i there has been a couple of times where i've sort of had a bit of a hairy moment take going a deep at, breath <laughs> genuinely going at reasonably slow speeds but now well, for economy reasons, I drive it at four miles because fuel prices is is so expensive. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, I think I went to go and see that, and it was after that guy said that to me, and after I saw the state of it, I think I'd almost finally learned. Yeah. The yeah, exhaust yeah, yeah. that he'd put on it because it was an unresonated system, not straight pipe. He had the cat style, but when he started it, it was so loud. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it sounds actually very nice. It's a V6, it's burbling yeah, away. And what you don't want is that every morning. I would have preferred yeah. a resonator system where you'd still got sort of a good chunk of that sound without it sort of exploding yeah. noise when you yeah, sort of exactly. start it. Um, but in the end, there was other things about it that he'd spent money, but there was clearly, it needed brakes, it needed suspension soon, it needed four new tyres. Yeah. Um, and I walked away from that one. You did. It's almost like I learned, but well done. But then now you're wishing you bought it. Only because <laughs> I think it, I think I'd agreed if I was going to come back the next because you were coming back on holiday. Yeah, and I sort of agreed a price with him, of say under four and a half thousand. It had a hundred and twenty thousand miles on it, good history, yeah. and uh, yeah, I'd agreed a price with him. And now you couldn't buy a written off one. Yeah, exactly. With hundred and fifty thousand yeah. miles because price had gone so wild in that gap. So actually, if I bought that. And just left it out the front, which is probably what I'd have done because I've been working from home yeah. ever since. So it wouldn't have any many miles put on it. But yeah, you, you can't you can't foresee what's happened with the car market. I, I, it baffles me. Yeah. So I mean, it really baffles me that my my partner's car, for example, has gone from a point where it was worth what I thought it would be worth, yeah, to now being worth 
almost exactly what you paid for it um, nearing four years ago, three and a half years ago. Yeah, exactly. I think your partner's car is in a similar yeah. situation. Yeah, where I think she'd actually make you, money on it now. You looked at a valuation, say, two years ago, or whenever she was looking yeah. at first getting rid of mm-hmm. it, it was one price. No, and it's now, it's a, now it's a couple well, of thousand more. When I sold the van. We, we, were, we were expecting to get, we said, oh, if we can get six or seven for it. Yeah. And I ended up selling it cheap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I sold it to a chap that had just set up a business and stuff, and we hit it off. And I said, well, well this, I feel just like I'm doing it. some good. Yeah. But yeah. I still made money on it for 10. But if, uh, yeah. I'd, if I'd have put some effort in selling it, I could have got 11. I remember it. when we talked about and it. And I you, bought it for nine and a half. Yeah, you talked about the figures, and I thought, hmm, you're being I optimistic. Because I did a we, we buy any van yeah. thing. Yeah. And I said, mate, they're offering me nine and a half for it. That means if I sell it privately, you're getting at least ten and a half for it. Yeah. And you're like, no, that doesn't sound right. And then you call me back about half an hour later and say, well, I think we should sell the van. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was really, um, that was great. Anyway. Yeah. We've gone a bit long with this one, but I hope people I'm not sure we it. actually achieved anything we wanted to achieve, but we've had a good chat. So, well, <laughs> that's fine. Well, I think we might have beaten our, our longest podcast uh... thing again. What was last week? Last week's was beating the record, and if we beat last week's, I'm not coming back. I think it we were hovering around an hour and a half last week. We're doing yeah. it. We're about 100. Uh, I think it depends we... how much you edit it. You can make like a right full there. Just cut half the podcast. Down. Yeah, I might. Do, do what about mate? It's only 56 minutes. I'm like, this is a four-part <laughs> podcast of 20 minutes long, yeah. <laughs> and record your own ending. Yes. Yeah. Switch it on, I'll, knowing I'll, that I'm never going to listen to it anyway. Fiddle the voices so that at the end you always say Miles is a hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for listening everyone anything you want to add before we go uh, I think we've covered most of it anything else I'm sure I can chuck into another podcast the, the, the only thing I would add is we've talked about buying of uh, regrets of buying yeah my regrets, regrets of selling, of selling. Uh, yeah. at that Audi S3 that I sold yeah I, I, because it was such a great car I, and don't, I don't have any uh, I need a van because I could do with it now but that's yeah. not, it's not because it's a great car no it's actually just, yeah, well, yeah. I mean it was a good van I just I need I need a, I could do with a van now yeah and it was a good van. Yeah, and it was good on fuel. So, yeah. Okay, we can end the podcast with yeah. Sam regrets that he sold his van. I regret that I sold an Audi S3 uh, a decade ago. Yeah. Because I could have just kept it. I'll probably regret selling the van in a decade. Yeah, and be on the podcast telling people. Yeah. And be like, oh, I remember 10 years ago he said that. <laughs> Back when they were starting out. Yeah. Young whippersnappers. Yeah. Uh, well, we will be getting some uh, big improvements to our audio setup. Yes. Soon. I hope people sort of okay um, with the audio setup we have now because I've, I've really tried to put yeah, some but un- unfortunately it. Miles is in charge of upgrading the equipment so you, as you can imagine the uh, the budgeting and Basically cheapness um, of yes. buying stuff is <laughs> how much did great. you miss out on the desperately needed second microphone buy yesterday 50p no, well, we need to go that extra 50p, no, they were I was yeah. bidding on it on eBay and I was like <laughs> oh, I just got outbid at the last thing I was like ah oh, for 50p and but, then, a- but then sitting there going that's why I wasn't going to pay that 50p anyway. Yeah. So. The thing is, it was such a high amount of money that 50p really seems like nothing, but it <laughs> seemed like so much money at the time. Anyway, um, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. If you do, do uh, give us a rate or a follow or whatever it is on your podcast app because it helps with other people find the podcast and it helps us with the promotion of it. So you need to make that snapper. It needs to be like a rate, review, share or something. Okay. Or well, rate, review, rate, rate, review, share. There we go. <laughs> yeah. And. MilesDriven.com if you want to check yeah, out the website. Check us out on socials. I think that's what the cool kids say nowadays. All the socials. Yeah, uh, that's it. Well, yeah. all the ones that with I know. With a Z. All the socials. Z. Yeah. <laughs> all the ones that I know. We're not on TikTok or anything like that, but... Oh, that would be funny, though. I don't even <laughs> know what, I don't even I know think, what we'd uh, do Isn't TikTok. TikTok just dancing? Yeah, and, and you have to do it in like 30 seconds, and I don't know anything yeah. in my life of them in 30 seconds. Well, not that we can talk about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, that's getting edited out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna actually, I'll leave that in, and I'll get you back in another one. <laughs> Clean family podcast, and that's what we said. I didn't say anything. You're no, the you, one, you took it. You I'm, took it I'm, the wrong way. Yeah, I was inferring talking about a wrench. Yes, I don't know what I was talking about. No, I'm just saying I'm sure there was something. Yeah, you probably can't talk about it. No. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone, and we shall catch you in the next one. See ya. Thank you.